Welcome to the Octo Podcast, everybody. Ladies and gentlemen, how we doing? How we feeling? Uh, another weekend of football's rolled around. We've uh, gone through all the games. Now Monday Night Football wrapping everything up. Uh, we finished with the Ravens and Saints. Um, fun little game there till late. Got kind of got out of hand, but I kind of want to start with something different here. We haven't talked much about this at all, um, and it's kind of it's kind of circling around. I kind of wanted to touch base on this and, and give my two cents about how uh, the whole Kyrie Irving uh, situation that's kind of unfolding right now. Um, to me, it just I feel like it's a cheap cheap attack on Kyrie. Everyone's attacking Kyrie for literally just posting a documentary um, that he had watched. He didn't say anything like he agreed, like these are his views, these are his values. He just literally shared a a documentary that I guess contained, I don't really know much about the documentary. Um, I didn't really care to look into all that, but it just, to me, the, the point is that it's it's his right to share anything. It's not, it's not Kyrie Irving. You're telling me that Kyrie Irving, the basketball player who gets paid millions of dollars to play basketball professionally um, to entertain people with sports. That is his job. Nowhere is his job reflect, does it say I need to watch what I post because now I'm a role model. That's great. He's a role model for what he does on the court. And also how you act off the court does matter, but I don't understand why we're factoring what people share on a post. Like, I'm sure people share stupid shit all the time. But why do, why do we care just because it's Kyrie Irving? He watched a documentary. He shared the documentary. whoop de fucking do It's not even like he made the documentary. He's just sharing a documentary that was made, that is out there for anyone to watch and to take it however they're going to take it. But you're mad because he's sharing it because it doesn't, it doesn't express... It, it, apparently, it's anti-Semitic or whatever, but who cares? There's a lot of shit out there that... Some people just shouldn't see or don't need to see. Like, But it's anyone's right to go do what they want to do with their time. And just because he's sharing, it's not him promoting it like, oh, you're promoting stuff. He's not promoting anything. It's not him saying, hey, guys, go watch this documentary. I love it. It's amazing. Even if he did, who cares? It's just he shared a documentary. That's it. He didn't even say nothing about it. He didn't say, go watch this documentary now. I'm promoting it. Like, he's come on, man. This is what we're, we're, we're looking into. And it gets even cornier now because, you know, they didn't even handle this right. They're firing their coach, Steve Nash. And now they want, they're supposedly bringing in Ime Adoka, who was with the, the Celtics. And they kibosh that because he's having a relationship with uh, a staff member. So the, that you're going to bring that in? That's just going to make it. So you're going to bring that in and make that better? On top of what you're doing with Kyrie. And now the Nets have delivered basically a list of demands. And I don't agree with this at all either. This is just fucking, I mean, it's it's out of hand. It's really out of hand. This is what they've given Kyrie Irving. To be able to play with the team. He's already been suspended. He has to apologize, which he's already done. $500,000 donation to anti-hate causes. He's already pledged that. Um, uh, sensitivity training. Whatever that may in, entail, as well as anti-Semitic training, meet with uh, Jewish leaders, 
Like, what is he? A, is he a world diplomatic? He's a fucking point guard on a national basketball team. He needs to meet with Joe Psy to demonstrate understanding. What the fuck? What are we doing? Dog, he is simply a human being. Basketball, he happens to be a really good basketball player. And he shared something on fucking Twitter, Instagram. I don't even fucking, doesn't matter, dude. Does not matter. What are we doing? The, the NBA just looks stupid on this, dude. They just look dumb for this. And, you know, Kyrie Irving's just kind of... He's, if anything, he's probably just being a team player. Like, okay, I can be the bigger man and apologize, blah, blah, blah. I already know. I don't need to prove to nobody. And good for him, dude. Good for him. Like, don't fucking... Fuck that shit. Fuck all of that shit. That fucking pony, dog and pony show that they're trying to put on to make it look like, look, we don't agree with any of this. Blah, blah, blah. Cool, you be the big super fucking person up there, NBA. We're not, I'm not fucking here for it, dude. This bullshit that they're pulling? Nah. That ain't it. Because a man posts a fucking something on his account. And then it was funny how everyone was attacking him like, oh, you, you shouldn't have been saying all these. And now they're kind of backtracking because now the Nets have list, put out these lists of demands. Now everyone's like, oh, well, no, it shouldn't have been like that from the beginning. I don't want to hear that bullshit. You're jumping back and forth on, oh, uh, he should have been. Yeah, what's he doing? Why is he saying all that shit? Blah, blah, blah. And then or and then people were like, oh, why are we even listen to Kyrie anyways? Blah, blah, blah. Okay, well, then now you want to jump ship and be like, oh, yeah, the Nets are fucking, blah, that's bullshit. They shouldn't be doing that and this. And now you're on Kyrie Irving. Now you got Kyrie Irving. Man, shut the fuck up. You're up there on fucking TV sitting there flapping your gums about bullshit. And all the people on, like, ESPN and shit. Shut the fuck up, dude. I'm backtracking it now. That's just... I, I'm sorry. I just had to fucking get that out there. Because they've been, they've been dogging Kyrie in the media. And really non-deservingly does not deserve any of the, the bullshit that his name's getting dragged in the mud at all so i just i just had to we had to start there we had to start there but we'll get to a better place we did not go perfect on last week's picks we're gonna go through all the games wrap up all the games of this week before we take a look at thursday night we're just gonna do thursday night's pick and then friday we're gonna have all the picks got something special for y'all uh, but that's friday um uh, so we had Thursday night, we had the Eagles. We've talked about this one already. Eagles, Texans. Eagles got the win. Um, stay undefeated. Uh, so how about this? The the Chargers-Falcons. This was a fun one, actually. This was actually a pretty competitive game. Like I thought, two teams scrapping, trying to really, you know, be taken seriously within their respective divisions. Um, you know, the Chargers trying to keep pace with the Chiefs. Uh, and the Falcons got a, you know, they were in first. They... They slip out with the Bucks winning, uh, beating the Rams. We lose. They have the tiebreaker, of course, beating us. Um, but th this one was, you know, the offense just kind of didn't get much going there. They jumped. Atlanta jumped out early, right? Ten nothing. They were up ten nothing, and then they their offense just kind of went away for a while. Uh, Mariota didn't have a particularly good game through the air. You know, twelve for twenty three, buck twenty nine, no picks, but also no touchdowns, not very many yards. The running game looked good. Uh, Patterson was back. He had two touchdowns. He looked great. Algier looked great. The running game is there, man. I love the running game. We just got to be more consistent through the air. This game, they kind of took away our passing game, and I thought we had a really good shot too because they didn't. They came in with no Keenan Allen or Mike Williams. So credit to the fucking Chargers, man. They found a way to win. A huge play by Khalil Mack. Got to give credit to Khalil Mack. That was a fucking phenomenal play where he stripped. 
you know, we were right there in goal line getting ready to score. Drake London catches a pass, gets, you know, he's close, fighting for extra yards, and Khalil Mack just says, fuck it, I'll, you can have that shit, I'll take the ball. Took the ball and ran it down quite a bit. A huge momentum uh, play in the game. Huge swing. swing. You can also look at Young Way Koo's missed kick. Three-point game. He misses one. That's a difference maker. But, I, you know, this is a good, fun matchup. Uh, I thought these two teams were pretty pretty even. Um, I would definitely have given the edge to the Chargers. But, you know, the way the Falcons have been playing, man, they keep close games. They stick around with teams. You know, on paper, the Chargers are a lot more dominant team, even without Keenan Allen Mike, Mike Evans. But, you know, we also had corners missing. You know, once we get our corners back, I think A.J. Terrell coming back, you know, if we can get – um. Casey Hayward back too, man. He was playing lights out ball. We just gotta get our corners back and we'll be all right, you know. If if they if we didn't have our if they had Mike Williams and Keenan Allen, this would have been a, a blowout, hundred percent. Hate to say it, but it would have. But nonetheless, the Chargers get the got the win, and then go to five and three. Atlanta four and five. Play Thursday night. Quick turnaround. See what they can do. Probably won't have Terrell then for that one. I'm assuming. Nonetheless, uh, we, oh we gotta talk about this. <sighs> Uh, yeah, we got we got to talk about this one, guys. This was this was brutal. Dolphins Bears, probably one of the the best games all all weekend. If you didn't see this one, you got to go back, put on the tape like I had to do. I had to go back and watch the tape because this one this one was fucking good, man. Tua and the Bears. You know, I I took the Dolphins. Obviously, I thought this was gonna be great, but man, take a look at how the Bears have been playing these last two weeks. If you're a Bears fan, you have something to be excited about. Justin Fields has looked really fucking good these last two weeks. And against the Cowboys, uh, you know, scoring 29 points against the Cowboys' defense, dog, you're supposed to win that game. So that's that's just bad. on, on, on And this is when they're going to miss Roquan. Um, but, you know, it's bad. It, it's When you lose by 20, I had said, you lose by 20, and fuck, that's a game you should have won. But it's in the past. This game now, this game should have been, we should have had a totally different outcome on this game. Um, and unfortunately, it's the Zebras that got involved. But, I I mean, Tua played great. You, you know, they... I don't even know if it's in check. You know, they did what they could against Tyreek and Jalen Waddle, but they've been doing this shit against everybody. 7 for 143 in touchdown for Tyreek Hill. Jalen Waddle, 5 for 85 in touchdown. They're put, they put up video game numbers. It's just insane. You know, Tyreek Hill's on pace to beat the, the record, and people didn't think he'd be doing shit without Mahomes. Come on now. Uh, but fucking Fields, man. This was Fields' game. This was his coming out game, right? This will be, when they look back on his career, this will be the game that they stamp and go, God damn, that's when we knew we had a bad motherfucker. Because Justin Fields, you know, while he doesn't have the yards, he's kind of like Mariota, where he doesn't have the yards, but he, he makes up for it in what he does in the run. And he, dude, he had three passing touchdowns, you know, only 123 yards, but three passing touchdowns. But then you look at the run game. And 178 yards on the ground and a touchdown. Four total touchdowns. This dude went off. This dude played out of his fucking mind. And what I love to see, he finally is making a connection with Cole Komet. To me, that is the big key for the Bears offense. I, I know it's Darnell Mooney and now Chase Claypool. And, you know, we'll give it to Montgomery and Herbert. That's fine. To me, Cole Komet's the big piece in all this. You get a good fucking tight end. That he, look at look at Lamar Jackson and Mar and. And Mark Andrews. Look at Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey. I'm telling you, it's going. And you know, Mariota's got to work that rapport with Kyle Pitts. But I'm telling you, it is so crucial to have a key 
tight end that you can rely on because he's always that guy that you can just find a way, and then when you get in the red zone, he's a mis- mismatch nightmare. And to me, Cole Komet can be that guy because he brings a lot of speed, but he's also uh, good hands. You know, he had he had his game five for forty-one, two touchdowns. I like that. I like to see him get involved more. I think between him, Mooney, and Claypool, you know, they all develop how they are, and you really can't double team anybody. But I like how this game went. It was a back and forth fucking game. But you know, the Dolphins had the block punt, made it interesting. Uh, but so then the drive, the Dolphins drive um, before the Bears were down three. There was a penalty on um, right here. Where was the penalty on? Was it the drive before, or was it? Right here. So the 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 not the not the drive before the Bears last, but the one before that. Um, and the Dolphins had the turnover on downs, right? That's what it was. So Tua throws it deep to Jalen Waddle. They call a passing interference on Eddie Jackson, and that might have been one of the most ticky tacky calls, right? They kind of just bumped like went, went while they were going up for the ball. They kind of bumped into each other, and I think Waddle kind of he sold it, right? He did a little LeBron flop, and yeah, whatever. They get the call. That's not my issue. My issue is then on the Bears' last drive, the inconsistency of then that said call in a very crucial uh, moment in the game. Justin Fields threw a deep pass to Chase Claypool, who had a step on his man, and the defender did everything but fucking tackle. I mean, it was he tackled the fucking guy. If you're a Bears fan, you you were pissed. I was pissed, and I'm not even a fucking Bears fan, dog. That shit was just absurd. How you miss that call makes no fucking sense in my end. And it's a crucial It's a crucial moment in the game. The, the What gets me is the inconsistency. How can you be so quick to throw it on one of the more ticky-tacky PIs I've seen, but you have... You don't even think twice about the one that's most egregious. Um, I'm gonna try to find this because if you have not seen this, it's bad. It's one of the more uh right here. Sam. We're, we're gonna we're gonna pull this up because this was this was bad, dude. This was so bad. Um, let's see here. All right, let me get, let's pull, let me pull this up. Okay, first off, right here. This, this is a, this should tell you everything you need to see right here. What is this? What is this? He is, how do you not call, just this fucking image alone. I mean, what is that? What is this? How do you tell me? How, like, honestly, how do you, how do how, 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 what, what is this? That is, the man is fucking tackling him. Do they show the actual play? I need to see the actual footage of the play. Or are they just going to show this picture? Where, where, okay. We need the actual, we need the actual image here. I'm going to, I'm going to find it. The actual
not going to show it? Where is it? Okay, I think we got it. Alright, alright, we got it. This is what I wanted to show you guys right here. Alright, you guys ready for this? You ready for the most egregious shit you've ever seen in your fucking life, dog? Take a look at this right here. Alright, so Fields back to pass. Look at... Alright, I want you to notice. Okay, no, I was thinking of a different play. He didn't have a step on him. So they're running together, right? Right here, you got the safety coming in. Claypool, you know, they're right on each other right here. And the defender. We'll keep this going. Right here. You know, let's 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 slow let's slow this thing down. Uh, let's let's do point five here. Okay, now let's back back this up. Look at this. Look look. He pulls him down. We need to go even slower because it's just so it's just so fucking egregious. It, I mean, it really is. Let's let's t let's back this up. Look at this. Right here, there's a hand pull. You see the jersey. The jersey's now getting pulled from the inside. If you take a look. You know, right there. That hand's pulling him down. Boom. Now we're in a position where all he can do is grab and pull. Because he now is out of the play. He has successfully been boxed out by Chase Claypool. Like fucking, uh, you know, bam out of bio. Boxing out of fucking point guards. That's what it looks like right now. The safety is yet to get any fucking closer. I don't know what the safety's doing. He's out of the play. Okay? Keep it going. Pulls, pulls. Now... Now, Claypool now is going back with him to get the ball. He's still draped over him. Still draped over him. And nothing is called. We'll go We'll go one more time. Um, I want to go one more time in slow-mo. And then I just want to see it in, re in regular speed to see how it looks. But this is us breaking it down, obviously. But you just see right now, he's all over him. Still pulling him, pulling him, pulling him. And he go. It looks like Claypool's going back, but it's actually him trying to jump up. Like he normally would to catch a ball if there wasn't a guy on his back like a fucking backpack, dog. I mean, and then he gets up and he's like, where's the call? Then you have fucking jackass A right here who just acts like he didn't see shit. Look at this. Look at look at the fucking smirk on the dude's face. He's got a fucking smirk like, yeah, fuck you. Alright, we're gonna back this thing up. And we're gonna go normal we're gonna go normal speed. Just this is what they saw normal speed, but I mean, even this, I see it. Alright, Fields lobs it up, lob, okay, that guy's pulling him, he obviously pulled him, and, you know, we're back. He's fucking right there and doesn't see it. Look, notice it, three-point game, a minute 29, the Bears have one timeout. If the Bears now, the Dolphins get the ball, the game is over. You sentence the Bears to hell because that's a P.I., that's a spot call, they are already in field goal range. Dog, you are changing games. Unacceptable by the refs. Totally stole a game from the Chicago Bears. Bears fans should be pissed. Uh, just it's just bad. It's so bad. We we got we got to we got to be help holding these guys accountable because otherwise this doesn't stop. Um, unfortunate, so unfortunate uh, that that it had to come down to that call. We had such a great game. We had such a great game. Um, going for us there, and you know, as a fan, you just want to watch the good games. Um, but nonetheless, Dolphins get the win. You know, that should have went to overtime. And maybe it doesn't, you know, maybe they have enough time. To me, that, that game's going to overtime. I, I don't know. They could still miss the kick. I get all that. But let's let's let us get there and not have the refs change the course of the game. Unfortunate. Unfortunate. <clears throat> uh, Bengals-Panthers. Not much on this one. They're just, uh, 
Bengals went off, man. I, I don't know. Uh, Mixon had a game, four touchdowns, uh, five total, four rushing, one receiving, 153 on the ground. Uh, they just exploded. They had 28 points in the second quarter. P.J. Walker was not great at all. He got benched for Baker Mayfield, who then kind of turned it around, got him to 21 points. But, yeah, no, the Bengals just steamrolled the fucking Panthers. Not much to say there. Uh, what the hell's going on with Green Bay? It's official panic buttons hit, dude. The Packers lost to the Lions. 9-15. to What? Rodgers had three picks. What? What is going on? It's official to say this, but the Green Bay Packers are just not a good football team. It is what it is. Their defense is excellent. Their offense is, is just atrocious. I mean, it's, it is atrocious. They're not clicking... They don't look good. Nothing looks good. They're, every game they've been in has been sloppy in a dogfight. And I'm not here to say and blame Aaron Rodgers because it's not all Aaron Rodgers. That offense just stinks. They just stink in general. It's not Aaron Rodgers. I mean, he yeah, he threw three picks this game, but uh, it's it's not all Aaron Rodgers. But he's definitely getting some of it. He'll get all of the blame. Um, but it's not all his fault. They just stink, dude. I don't know what it is. It's like take out Devontae. They go from a 13-3 team to now they're 3-6. They've doubled their loss since last year. That's wild. It's Aaron Rodgers, to me, needs a, a reliable guy. Alan Lazard's not it. He needs a game changer because he has no one to convert drives, to sustain these drives. He's not converting. And they're just not good. Their defense is pretty fucking good. I'll give them that. The defense is balling out of their mind. But... Uh, Detroit playing uh, upset. They're on. They were on upset alert here. They took them out. Did it. But Green Bay, man, what is going on with the Packers, dog? You got to hit the sound the alarm. If they don't get Odell, they're fucking screwed. I mean, they are. They're screwed. They need a. They need a playmaking receiver for Aaron Rodgers. But again, shouldn't be all on Rodgers. It's a team game. You win and lose as a team, and they just stink on offense all around. Bad news. So they get the loss, and the Lions get a win. Um. Colts, Patriots, and we got a lot to talk about with the Colts. Uh, we'll start first with the winners, Patriots. I'm telling you, man, they just they just keep just keep going along. You know, Mac Jones doesn't even look particularly good. Twenty for thirty, one forty-seven, and a touchdown. Uh, Ramondre Stevenson, uh, sixty yards on fifteen carries. It's just the team they're playing. The Colts are are bad with Ellinger. It's not even all Ellinger. It's just they're not good. They don't. They're, they're forfeiting their best chance of winning by benching Matt Ryan. Then they fired Frank Wright. And now they're bringing in Jeff Saturday, longtime center for the Colts, who has no coaching experience. So a lot of people upset about that and the, the whole Rooney rule and then saying that, you know, there's no black guy that could just, you know, shift in and do that. You know, it's hard enough if they're actually qualified, but when they're, you know, now we're just hiring guys. To me, it's just more of a comfortable thing, I think. You know, they probably don't really know who they want to be their coach. Um, and they're not going to make a change now, and they just probably saw an opportunity to bring in a guy, a hometown kid, to maybe juice up things. You know, he played for him. He's going to get the respect. He's a Colt. Great. You know, I, I think people are overanalyzing this. I don't know if this is just some – why this has to be a race thing to me. To me, this is just – I think they're just trying to bridge the gap, and Jeff Saturday does it. They don't have to make a, you know, commit to a guy. You know, if it doesn't work out, they can go, yeah, well, you know, we didn't expect much, you know, whatever, or whatever it is. They'll just blow it under the water. If it works out, yeah, he might be a good coach. I don't know. we, we got to see. You can't make judgments on a guy that hasn't been able to prove himself in that job. Let him prove himself. 
That's who the owner decided to go with. It's a guy that was around with them for years. Hall of Fame guy. I mean, can we calm the fuck down? Everything's not a race war. Not everything is a fucking race war, man. It's it's we're not on the verge of a civil war. Let's calm down, guys. I mean, he's a longtime cool. It's like if he if it was Peyton Manning, would you give a fuck? No, you wouldn't, because it's Peyton Manning. We love Peyton Manning, but because it's Jeff Saturday, he has no experience. Guess what? Peyton Manning has no experience, but I think he'd be a great coach, and we they wouldn't say shit. So shut the fuck up with the race war race war bullshit. I'm not here for it. Shut the fuck up. Let the man, he got the job, he earned the job, let him prove himself. If he can't cut it, then we dog him. You know, whatever. Then it's a stupid move because he has no experience. I agree. But he hasn't got a chance. When's he get, he's going to get his experience sometime. And jump right into it. That Hopefully he comes in and reinstates Matt Ryan. And they get a shot at trying to be good because the division stinks, dude. They can win the division is the funniest fucking thing. You know, the Titans law. They you know the Titans just lost. We'll talk about that. But nonetheless, Patriots win. They're five and four, and that division is stacked. Speaking of that division being stacked, say it with me now. J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. God damn, I didn't think the Jets would ever be six and three in probably my whole fucking lifetime, dog. And they just took out the best team. Well, now I gotta say the second best team, because Philly's the best team, but the fucking Jets, dog. They're six and three. They just beat the Bills twenty to seventeen. Uh, damn. I didn't think I'd see this. They did it. They fucking did it. They took out the big bully on the block, man. And between them, the Dolphins and, and, the, and the, the Jets, and now the Patriots are no slouch, man. Damn, tough division. We thought the we thought the AFC West, it's the AFC East. It's the toughest division. You know, Wilson handled his business. James Robinson got a touchdown. Uh, and... In this one, receiving. Got his first touchdown with the Jets. Doing good things on the ground. Um, they picked Allen off twice, so the Jets defense is good. Jeff D Jets defense has been real good. You know, it's a common theme about these really good teams. They play really good fucking defense. And the Jets are no fucking, you know, wonder that. Uh, the sacks are there. They got five on Allen. They had two picks. They were just, they played, they played good. And the corners... Shout out to Sauce Gardner, man. He's balling out of his fucking mind. This kid's it. He's a new Revis Island. It's it's Sauce Island, baby. And the Jets look fucking good, dude. I'm not gonna lie, it reminds me of the old Jets when they had uh Sanchez, Mark Sanchez. This 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 is gonna turn out to be good towards the end here. I still give the edge to the Bills in the long run, but never know. You never know. And then we had the Vikings and Commanders, and they made this a close game for whatever reason. I, this didn't need to be. I mean, a legit 6-1 team would have no problem going against Taylor Heineke. But, hey, Taylor Heineke, man, he he, he makes things happen. I'll give him that. He, he he tries to get this team going. Doing better than Carson Wentz. Shit, I'd, I'd go with him over Carson Wentz. But, you know, Justin Jefferson, TJ Hawkinson, Adam Thielen, too much. Sprinkling a little Dalvin Cook in the backfield. Didn't even have a, a great game. Only 47 yards on 17 carries. But Vikings find a way to win these games. And Kirk Cousins, you know, at the end. Hey, Kirk. Oh, Kirk, Kirk O'Bang's going crazy at the end. The Vikings 7-1. Can't hate it. I didn't think I'd see it like that. But, hey, they're fucking doing it. A win, a, wins are wins in the regular season. That's all that matters, dude. It's just fucking about winning, baby. You play to win the game. And this boy, the Raiders. It's it's got to be hard to be a Raiders fan. I mean, they they they're blowing leads. They were up twenty 
were they at twenty to seven and then lost twenty seven to seven? A rough one, man. I don't know what 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 it is. Devontae went off too. Ten for one forty six, two touchdowns. Jacob sixty seven yards. They just bad, bad all around football for the Raiders. Meanwhile, the Jaguars surprisingly keen on they keep the ball rolling. I picked them though. I had a feeling just the way that it's it's all about how it's been going. The, the Raiders been on a down slope. Jacksonville's been in there. They've been been close, man. Maybe the experience was enough to get him to win, but Lawrence looked good in this game, too. 25-31-235. He's making great throws. Beautiful throws. ETN doing his fucking thing. Um, Duval. Shout out to Duval Nation, man. They get a dub. Keeping that thing going. Seattle surprised me on this one. I thought this was a game where they come in and maybe kind of find a little struggle, but Nah, Cardinals are just not who we thought they were going to be this year. That's just kind of simple. They it, To me, it stems from their running. They have no run game, dude. Even with James Conner, Eno Benjamin, they, they O-line's not particularly great. You know, they gave up five sacks to Seattle. It's just, they're not ready. Cardinals are not ready. Seattle seems like they're legit. Legit MVP race candidate for uh, Geno Smith. Never thought I'd say that, to be honest, but... <clears throat> this is a crazy time in the NFL, man. Good good time to watch. Then we had the uh the Rams Bucks. This one was a close game. Two teams coming in struggling, not playing like themselves. And the Bucks somehow found a way at the end to, to get that win. And a lot of people are blaming Cooper Cup for that that run where he kind of slid and, and stayed in bounds and, and it kind of co- somewhat cost him because they had to punt and uh, but eh, it was more than that. You only score 13 points, you probably should lose. The fact that they had a shot was credit to their defense on both sides. Um, yeah, four sacks for the for the Bucks. Uh, played great. Pl- played great defense um, on both sides. It's, these teams are not clicking. They're not get, they're not meshing. These quarterbacks aren't looking like their typical MVP caliber selves and. And somebody had to scratch away and get a win, and I was not hoping it was the Bucks because now they're in first place. But you know, things things can change. We can correct that action pretty quick. Um, I, I believe. Um. But yeah, so the Bucks did get the win, sixteen thirteen. Eh. Brady does it again in the last seconds. Gets another clutch win. This was surprisingly a close one, and and maybe if it shouldn't have been surprising because. Even with Malik Willis, the, the Titans know their game plan. Uh, run the ball heavy, get Derrick Henry going, play great defense. And, you know, Tennessee has played great, including the playoffs. They played great against Kansas City. Uh, just couldn't find a way to get it, get it done. They they jumped out early to a little lead and scored 14, another 17 in the second quarter. But Kansas City found a way. To me, they were the more, compl- you know, you know the, 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 the Titans don't get credit, though, for, you know, they're not like – Mike Trico was saying they're not on national television a lot, so you don't you don't see much of them. You don't you don't really see much of them. So uh, they kind of proved they kind of looked showed me something. Even with Malik Willis in playing up with Kansas City, the way Kansas City's been playing as of late, uh, credit to the Titans for even you know keeping that game so damn close. And 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 you know maybe if they had maybe if Malik Willis had been playing this whole time and this was the time they played he would look better but you know he hasn't played much second game uh so credit for him to you know didn't really lose them the game but 
you know, didn't find them a way. You know, Mahomes had to have, to me, Mahomes should have found a way to win that game regardless. I don't think it should really have been that close. You know, but like I said, the Titans play really good against the Chiefs, so credit to them. But credit to the Chiefs get the win. They roll on 6-2, and two, Titans down to 5-3, and three, but in that division, that's pretty good. Uh, last, and like we said, wrapped up with Monday night, uh, Baltimore. Uh, coming off losing Rashad Bateman for the year, how would they look? You know, they you know, everyone's been giving them shit for the receivers, not helping out Lamar and all that. But Kenyon Drake had a really good game, as well as Lamar rushing. You know, not very explosive. They they kind of put ten points at the at the end, but because it was thirteen to thirteen to seventeen, and they they just couldn't couldn't get it. Couldn't get it, and the and then the Ravens just kind of pulled away at the end. They really kind of went off, but big sacks. They got that big uh, interception, the tip ball, and kind of sealed it for the Saints. I love to see it. Not gonna lie, but you know the Ravens find a way to keep winning, and the, and the Saints season just seems to be going downhill real quick, losing everybody. Not what they expected at all for Dennis Allen's first year, but you know you couldn't predict all these things, so. They just got to keep putting it out there, and luckily they're in the NFC South, which has been a pretty weak uh, division right now, so we'll see. Uh, but we shall look ahead just for one game and one game only. Uh, Panthers-Falcons kicking off the Thursday night. Uh, this one, you know, Panthers coming off an embarrassing loss to Cincinnati. I don't, I don't feel like they're going to come in and play like that against Atlanta. You know, we just played these guys two weeks ago. And they had the incredible game where the Carolina should have lost. Well, now it's their turn at home to maybe right that wrong. Can they do it? I, th I To me, Atlanta should come in here now. We have Cordell Patterson this time around. They should come in, run the ball. You know, I, I don't know the status of – let's go ahead and do that real quick. I want to see. That, that might change something. The status of – AJ Terrell is questionable, so I don't know if we, if we see him or not. That will be huge if Atlanta gets him, but if not, to me, I'm I'm taking Atlanta. Atlanta should be able to care, handle the business here. I think, you know, it was, we made it particularly too close the first game around. I don't think we do that this time. I think we got Cordell Patterson. That run game's going, and look what the the Bengals just did to him. They embarrassed him. I think we can. They, they're not. They they can't. They're trying to find themselves right now. They don't even know what quarterback to go. I think we'll see Baker Mayfield, and that'll make it a closer game. But I. I think Atlanta sneaks away and pulls it off here and goes to five and five, and we gotta just gotta hope the Seahawks beat the Bucks in Munich. But like I said, Friday after the game, we'll break down the Falcons Panthers game, talk about uh, all the other games, make some picks. Might have a special guest for y'all. Y'all gotta tune in. As always, though, love y'all. Have a good one. Peace. <laughs>